Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back, everybody. It's The Dwell Podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and today we are back with Allie Worthington talking about rest. I don't know about you, but I need all kinds of rest, and our verse that we're focusing on for this month is, Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. It's from Psalm 116.7, and Allie actually wrote the book called Breaking Busy, so she knows a lot about rest, and I'm excited to really dive into this topic with her. So welcome back, Allie. Thank you. Great to be back. Yeah, so I just want to dive right in on this idea of rest. We talked about it just a little bit. We hinted at it some in our last episode, but now I really want to talk about this idea, the biblical concept of the word rest. And for me, when I think about this concept, I always think about what Jesus said about rest in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So in that verse, there's a lot about rest, right? But how is that kind of rest, that biblical idea of rest, different from just resting from work? Well, that's a great question because when we hear rest, we all think of hanging out on the couch and watching Netflix or taking a bath for an hour, right? That's, (laughs) that's, That's like, that's my kind of rest. But Biblical rest is so much more. Biblical rest is trusting God. It's Mm. having peace. It's knowing where our help comes from. It's knowing that God is in control. So we really have to separate. Yes, physical rest is one thing, and that's good, and that's important. But if we don't actually make time and intentionally say, okay, I want to have spiritual rest. I want to have emotional rest. We can practice physical self-care all day long, but we're still going to be a mess inside, Mm. right? And for us to kind of change our perspective where rest isn't just taking a nap, but rest is talking to God and saying, help me, help me calm my mind, help me actively choose you, help me learn how to pray, give me a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit so I can have peace and understanding. It's really Mm. going about our emotional and our spiritual health in a different way than we have before and not just putting rest in that small container of, you know, taking a nap or getting a pedicure. Yeah, I love how our verse um, talks about rest for my soul. Return to your rest, my soul. So there's this idea. It's not a it's not a bodily, physical rest. It's a soul rest. And that's also what, you know, Jesus says in that Matthew 11 verse. He says, you know, for I'm humble and gentle and you will find rest for your souls. But specifically, like he's also talking about take up my yoke and learn from me. So I love that what you're talking about there is like there is a part of it where we're like participating actively in what it means to be resting, that we are taking up his yoke with him. We are learning from him and that being how we find that rest for our souls. 
Our verse says, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. How does knowing that the Lord has been good to us allow us to have that rest? Well, that's a great question. I think so much of life and our stresses can be calmed if we can look back and look at our history with God. Mm. Because no matter if you've been a Christian for 40 years or four months, you have a history with God. And that history of God with God is probably going to be like mine and like most people's of feeling like everything's falling apart and being really freaked out. What do you know? God comes through Hmm. and a little time goes by and everything falls apart again. And you go, oh, God, where are you? Are you even here? Do you hear me? And God comes through. That's like the Israelites in the wilderness, forgetting and he shows up, forgetting and he shows up, right? And when we start looking back on our life as, oh, I remember this season of my life and look what God did there and look what God taught me. And then then I went through this and, and I look back and I can see so clearly how God was there. The way it always works is we don't understand anything looking forward. We only look back in hindsight and go, oh, I see where he was. I see what he's doing. I see what he taught me now. Mm-hmm. And when we can look back on our long history with God, then it can help us go, I know he's here for me. I know that no matter what things look like, I know that I may be completely stressed and things are crazy and I'm feeling bad and you know all this stuff is going on. I know that God is a God who shows up. God is a God who never leaves. God is a God who does not abandon his people. He is good. He will do good things for me because that is all he can do. And when we're constantly reminded of our history with him and everything he's done for us, it gives us strength in the moment when we don't feel strong. Mm. It gives us strength to look to the future when we're feeling stressed and we're feeling vulnerable and we're feeling like we can't rest. We can circle back around and go, I know that I can trust him because rest is trust in him. I know that I can trust him. I know that I can find peace in the middle of the storm. I know that he is going to be there for me because he has always done it before. Do you have a specific instance of a time where you felt like you were particularly restless in your soul where, you know, you struggled with finding that rest? I don't know if you want to share about that situation particularly, but how do you feel like God brought you through that time and 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 what allowed you to return to your rest yeah i mean we we kind of talked about it a little bit the last time at the beginning of the pandemic how scary mm. everything was and the quality freak out time and i would freak out <laughs> you know and i could have spent hours seeing what the epidemiologists on twitter were saying you know because the world was ending but every time i would have the quality freak out time and then i would pray um, not every time, but uh, but very often I would hear in my spirit, it's going to be okay. Hmm. You can trust me. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay. And then you have to go through that. Was that me? Was that God? I think it was God. Maybe that was me. That's what I wanted to hear, right? But over and over again, he would remind me of how he's taking care of me and hmm. continually say, it's going to be okay. And for me, I had to make the conscious decision to actually believe him because sometimes we will hear something from the Lord or he'll call something to mind or he'll nudge our spirits to move in a certain direction and we'll go, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll put that on the shelf. We, we can hear from him. We can take his leading, but we, like you said, we have to actively partner with him on this. Yeah. I had to go, I'm going to choose to believe this. I'm going to choose to believe that this is of the Lord and I'm going to move forward in this way 
believing in a God who shows up, in a God who will take care of me, who even when things are bad temporarily, he's going to make all things good in the end. Hmm. And for me, that got me through. I love that. So now that we are, you know, kind of coming out of the pandemic and each of us has our own, you know, new things that we get to do go on vacation, our kids maybe are back in school, maybe they're playing sports again, you know, all these things that are kind of moving back to normal. And I think about that pandemic mode of like, you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything and and, and whatnot. Um, and so are there ways that we can sort of hold on to some of that quiet space that we had, even though maybe it was filled up for a lot of us with a lot of panic and unrest in our souls, but like... And a lot of small children for many of us. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) There's no quiet. There's no peace. No. You can't even use the bathroom alone. I know. I was was saying to Allie when we were in between episodes about how I realized that I was a little depressed because I literally took a bath every night. And I think part of that was not just that I was a little depressed. It was that I was trying to get away. 100%. Oh, when my kids were little, I never enjoyed my large bathtub more. (laughs) I'm like, mommy is naked. You can, you literally can't come in here. You are on the outside of that door and you can bang. I don't care. I'm going to listen to my music or my book. Uh, but so we had this like um, pandemic imposed, uh, not solitude necessarily for a lot of us, but less busyness, right? Like less things on our schedule. I remember there was a woman I would walk with during the pandemic. And anytime I was like, hey, you want to go on a walk? She's like, my schedule's totally free, yeah. <laughs> which was like a joke. But every time I would laugh because I'm like, yeah, right. But so what do we do now post pandemic or what would you recommend for creating these patterns? patterns of rest because I, I mean you look at the bible and you know the seventh day is the day of rest we're supposed to have a pattern of rest in our life but how would you uh, encourage us in that it's a great question i've actually been working with quite a few of my clients on this because as life has opened back up everyone has filled their calendar full and what we're working on is saying okay what feels good what's enough what mm-hmm. do you need what, you know, what kind of socialization do you need every weekend? What activities do you need every weekend? And let's protect the space to chill out on the couch with your kids or to have a date night every weekend or whatever it is, and then actually schedule that in and protect it like it's an appointment with anyone else. I mean, one thing that, that I, I did it through the pandemic, even though I had a lot of free time, I still do it now, is everything goes on my calendar. If my 15-year-old and I are going to watch a movie together at night, it's on my calendar. If we're doing, you know, we have plans on Saturday, it's on my calendar. Because as life gets busier, people are going to come at us more and more with offers to do things or wanting us to take responsibilities, wanting us to, you know, step up and do certain things. And we sometimes just need a visual to look at our calendars and go, sure enough, I can't. I'd love to be able to help, but you see this? See all that color on that page? I can't do it. And it kind of gives us that strength in the moment to give a gracious no when it would feel easier to say yes and make that person happy, even if it isn't necessarily what we're called to do in that moment. Oh, that is so good. I have recently been trying to do much of what you're saying. Um, My sister Vera and I, we do dwell together. And because we're sisters... So much of what we do kind of bleeds into everything, 
So, like, she can send me a text at 8 p.m. about some work question that she has. And normally, like, it wouldn't be a big deal. But we're, like, realizing we have zero boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, because we're sisters. And she's like, hey, I just designed this. I'm going to send it over. What do you think? You know, and it's it's like we need to be able to establish more boundaries in normal because we're sisters um, and because that's how we work. But, yes, it's so easy to, like, not put those kinds of things, not schedule them, not put them on the calendar, not say, oh, that's time spent. You know, that's that is a, a thing that I'm doing that I need to have so that I can schedule in other things. Because ultimately, when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And we might end up saying no to the very things that we need so that we can have that rest. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I like to put in on my calendar just times that are open. And I just leave it as open because something's going to pop up. There's going to be a fire that pops up or an opportunity that pops up. And we got to give ourselves a little bit of white space. Yeah. Sadly, I think our culture is going to go right back to the like no margin normal that we've had, or at least most of the people that I know and that I personally struggle with is like making those margins and really holding tight to them and saying, no, we have to have this space. Well, we are running out of time, but I'm excited because I feel like in our next episode, I really want to talk about application. How do we make this biblical concept of rest happen in our own lives? So um, Allie's going to be with us again, and we have all the links to all of her stuff. So you can go check out her book, Breaking Busy, or her newest book, or her website, all the things. Uh, Thank you, Allie, for, for joining me. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.